0: Welcome to PJ Live, the podcast. Our mission is simple. We want to spend time talking to interesting people about interesting topics. This podcast is not just for PJ members. It's for anybody who is interested in the game of golf. Without further ado, here's today's episode.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to this PJ Live Open Special. And tonight, I've got the pleasure of being joined by two integral gentlemen involved in the Open Preparations, all the way from Royal St George's Golf Club, I've got a head professional, Justin Fiddler and I've got a head greenkeeper, Paul Larson. How are you, gents? Very good, thank you.
0: Yeah, very well. Enjoying this um, glorious weather down in the on the south uh, south coast.
1: Oh, I bet it looks absolutely beautiful down there. The stands are up, I've seen, on social media and everything's starting to come together.
0: It is, you no, know, the... Uh, yeah, the preparation is going well. Of course, it's looking in very good, good shape. Uh, rough is growing, which is uh, nice to say. So, yeah, good definition um, on and off the golf course.
1: Superb. Before we dig into the kind of open preparations and, and everything ready for, for July, did you want to kind of take us on a little bit of a journey, gents? Where did you both start in terms of your career into golf? And, and how did you get to where both of you are today? Justine, do you want to kick us off?
0: Yeah, uh, for myself, I I came down to Ross and George's in 97. Uh, so home for me is East Lothian Longridge Golf Club. is home for myself. So another very good golfing golfing area just outside Edinburgh. So we passed through Longridge to loughness Dullen, Newfield, North Berwick, um, Dunbar. So growing up, we played lots of um, junior competitions, had a very good junior section at one. Longer lots of good friends who are still very good friends. We're in our PGA professionals in and around the world. We're all in our junior team. So, yeah, we had a very good team, lots of fun uh, growing up golfing, uh, played in numerous um, um, Scottish boys at Dunbar. So one year we had the most uh, junior participants from one club. Um, so we, had, I think we had 12 uh, of our junior team playing in the Scottish Boys, so yeah, so it was good and came through, uh, and came down to ross and George's in '97. So, uh, it's been it's gone very quickly.
1: Super <laughs> Paul. How about yourself?
2: Well, I can't do it as quick as that, I'd have to write a book <laughs> In a nutshell, about 20 years ago, I left a job after doing many different jobs. And uh, I became a greenkeeper, at little course in Valley in Folkestone. And five years after doing that, I came to St. George's as uh, an assistant greenkeeper. I then left to go to Holland for four years where I was in charge of the course out there in The Hague, uh, West Park. Parkland type golf course, power greens right there ways. everything I wasn't used to, but kind of learned it. Then uh, we had the Open in 11, so I came back as a deputy for 2011. Um, kind of switched roles in 2012 with uh, Head drinking the time. so been in charge here since 2012, and ever since then I've been playing for eight.
1: <laughs> Super, absolutely brilliant, Jen. Just to kind of take us to the very beginning, what what happens? What's the process in terms of preparation for the Open? When you get the call on the roster that you know it's going to be your turn, how does that process work?
0: Well, I think for Paul probably has uh, a bigger part in the in the process. It's the the golf course uh, is the end result of the process for. Uh, the Open Championship in July, whatever year is going to be played. So mm-hmm. I'm going to hand over to, to Paul for <laughs> his process. Is probably a little bit more complicated and more in mm-hmm. depth than, than my process.
2: Well, we'll It's, um know, so, well, we, we get told a few years out, uh, three or four years out. We kind of know it's coming, but it's still, you don't know until quite late on, uh, and then they announce it to everyone. But uh it's kind of weird because we had the amateur in 2017 so we were gearing for that kind of knowing that we've got the open it does make things a little bit awkward sometimes just because you want to uh we've got 108 bunkers on the golf course so i kind of need to do 20 or 25 a year so it's quite nice we really need four years i feel to know about it so that you can prepare in advance for all the sort of bunker work that you've got to do and make sure the tea's all right as you know it takes a few years for these things to bed in sometimes so the longer the better even though saying that with what happened last year and everything it's that's another story in itself so um yeah definitely it's the longer they can tell us the better but we're in consultation with the RNA all the time so uh we're quite friendly with them you kind of know where you, uh, what you're aiming for so it's not it's all a big planning process really yeah
1: mm-hmm. and with that in mind do the RNA kind of come down and they, they have various walks of the golf course kind of do they give you an idea of what they want to see on the golf course as well
2: yeah um, so we do uh, so before it's really formal as such so say three years out four years out we might walk across of them twice a year And generally, that's just a general feel of what we might want to do that's a little bit different. So you've got plenty of time to prepare for it. The closer you get, the the more frequent the visits become. Um, So you might go four times a year. Then the last two years, it's a little bit more. This year, it's been uh, once a month. Um, But, you know, I'll call them once a week. So we're in contact all the time. It's for us, it's probably been a little bit more frequent because of the drought in 2018 and we lost uh, mm. a lot of the coverage of the grass and the uh, semi rough and the fairways. So kind of alarm bells were singing or ringing then, I suppose, so uh, it was a little bit more frequent then. But since then, we've been working on that sort of stuff and uh, getting all the seeding done and all the rest of it. So we're all, the easiest thing to say is we're always in uh, communication the walks and the visits become more frequent and mm-hmm. closer we get.
1: Yeah, that's super. Justin, when the kind of open comes to town, what is your role for that week in, in terms of the professional setup and the, in your team? What what do you what's your kind of behind the scenes that goes on that week?
0: Nope. Yeah, for ourselves in the uh, in the pro shop, we are open uh, business as normal. Uh, but our the business, who we actually see during the week off is is members and guests. We see uh, one or two players who come in with maybe their entourages, family and friends. So it's a it's a very busy week uh, for ourselves, seeing seeing members who we may have not seen for maybe two three years uh, with their guests. So yeah we're, we're still doing our day-to-day um, uh, service to members but on a, on a busier scale for the week of the open and for myself we'll probably be asked to do one or two little extra external things with either on uh, the radio or maybe tv or uh, working with pga as well during the week to just give them Hopefully, a little insight into um, what goes on at an Open Championship from, say, from a, a PGA professional's point of view.
1: And and how long do have you seen any many players? Have they already come down to kind of look at the golf? Uh, we haven't had uh, uh,
0: Marcus Armitage was down last week after winning his first uh, European Tour event. So. His schedule would have completely changed and been flipped on its head. Uh, A qualifying for U.S. Open this week at Torrey Pines. So he was there. He won Sunday. He played Tuesday afternoon, and he must. And I think he must have flown out either Tuesday night, uh, Wednesday morning to um to California. So he 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 has been the only one, and we had uh, well we this, had this time, yeah, nice oh, Years. Uh, two, years
2: ago, yeah, out two years ago. But that's, uh, that's the thing that's completely different than last time. Uh, people were coming in 11 a year in advance,
0: weren't they? Yeah. Every month. We had some, yeah. With COVID and everything. The COVID travel plans, it's, no it's a lot lot more difficult. Uh, maybe, uh, again, we're back to 11, and we probably saw one or two more of the sorry based. Um, European Tour professionals coming down an hour and a half, two hours away. So we saw one or two, but this year, yeah, that's a big difference. But this this year, like for everyone up and down the country, whatever sport anyone's doing, we're in uh, a very, very strange and in difficult times for for most. Mm
1: -hmm. What, Paul? What are some of the major changes that, that you and your team have made since 2011?
2: Ah, no, there's a good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a long, that's a long answer. <laughs> right. um, yeah, well, the weird thing is it's one of them when you play it, you're probably not 100 percent sure we've done a lot, as in they're not, they don't grab your attention. The obvious thing's uh adding bunkers and taking mm-hmm. bunkers away. And the fourth bunker that everyone always wants films with the sleepers around it and all that. Well, we've taken them away, made it much more natural now. So it's part of the, the June that it was in originally. Um, it, I don't know, some people like it. I prefer it now as no gimmicks, like it's just a proper golf course. Mm-hmm. We've added a few bunkers that were probably there many years ago. Uh, they just look like they sit there with the surroundings. So I think from the visual point of view, that ring really looks better. I've made the greens, I mean, the greens. <laughs> My lads, uh yeah, they certainly got fitter because we made the greens about 50% bigger. <laughs> um we're about a an hectare and a half of greens now, bearing in mind we hand cut now. So the greens are, are miles more bigger. That's the biggest thing with much more undulating surrounds off them as well. Mm. Trying to think we've taken away a couple of bunkers
0: and we've added uh a couple of you've, you've introduced um. Sanskrit as well. And, and we've done some Sanskrit, which, yeah. Which in Sanskrit very good. So I think probably the interesting thing with the golf course is it's probably going to be the same length as in 2000 well, I'm not uh, sure. and 11 or mm-hmm. it, could be smaller. it could be shorter, which is unusual in well, this, day, this day and age in um, professional golf.
2: It's only because we've made the greens bigger but the front of them come closer. So yeah, the yard might be slightly, technically. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, to me, loads of uh, different things. It's much more natural now. So the grasses are better. We went through a composition change of the grasses. Um, we've got much more fescue and bed grasses in now, whereas I think in the last open they were quite happy with the greens and everything and seemed to be quite pleased. But there was a lot of Yorkshire fog rye in there. Um, the golfers might not notice that so much, but you get a smoother, truer roll by getting these uh, grasses back in. So, I think bigger players will, will notice that. Um,
1: mostly. what was the main reason, Paul? There for to kind of change the the green structure and the green surfaces was it give you to more give more pin positions, make it just to look a little bit different? What was the main thought was behind that?
2: Yeah, well, to make the greens bigger. That's a yeah, that's a good point. It was to get. Well, it wasn't just to get more pin placings but it does work that way but it makes me look after the green better mm-hmm. because by having more pin placings i can uh, work on wear and tear around the greens and just manipulate areas and use more for the winter um you know for traffic in the summer when it's drying out in a certain spot maybe somewhere else so it really helped with that why do we change the grasses well uh, for me i want to be a bit of a purist I want the best playing surfaces. And I think if you come to Royal St. George's, uh, it shouldn't be like another golf course with greens. You'll hear all about the power a lot of golf courses, and um, they can grow quite a lot during the day and they use a lot of chemicals, water, fungicides, all that. I wanted to get us back to basics of being a purist golf course. Yeah. I think the, the players will understand it when they see it. It's much more natural now. And the greens are definitely more smoother. Um, hopefully they have more pants on it, mm-hmm. um, but it really is more from a curious point of view. Mm-hmm.
1: And and just during the week, are you asked to walk with any players, or do any any kind of give any tips and hints to, to any of the players? Uh, I
0: uh, I haven't uh, I haven't yet. Uh, I probably will be asked the the, the question of uh, who arrives. Um, not early, but uh, maybe out with the official um, practice uh, practice day. So, um, yeah, we'll. if anyone pops in uh, and asks, we will be on hand to, to give advice as as it, as Ben Curtis did in 2003, where he arrived uh, three or four days prior to the official um, practice rounds and um, gained lots of good local knowledge and playing in the course in various wins and then goes on to when they would be the champion golfer in 2003. So I, I think the playing with Link or Link's golf or links golf, I think especially St George's, uh, you do need to put in the, the preparation and the hours on the golf course to just get a to get a feel for it, to get a feel for the turf, the greens, but also with each, each hole changing direction, there's lots of crosswinds that you need to uh, account for and cater for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so the, I think local knowledge does help.
1: And where is that defence, gents? Where, what's the, what is it, if you categorise Royal St George's as, as one defensive part? Is it is it the winds? Is it the undulation? Is it the bunkering? Where, where would you say the players are going to be most challenged during this Open?
0: I think they're going to be challenged because of the... The, the routing of the course all 18 holes um, not one two hole runs in the same direction so all 18 holes are in different directions change directions so you you're not quite getting that one shot two shots into the mm-hmm. downward so any everything is off of a slight uh, slight crosswind the I would say the, the fairways are undulating as well mm-hmm. so you've got lots of side hills, uphill, downhill, site lines to cater for as well, play for. So yeah it's the it's the it's strategy isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's the wind.
2: If, if without the wing, well two things without the wings um it could be opened up a little bit but you know what the pros are like you pros it's always got to be perfect you like a flat line all the time <laughs> um, like I've, the I've
0: never I've never grown up on a flat uh, line. Never, no, had no, I've never had one that's never had a flat line <laughs> <one. laughs> I <laughs> was in a flat line in the bunker.
2: <laughs> no, no, that's true. But it is, they don't like the, the undulations, some of them. But I think it's going to be different this time around. I think more people are, are into a more natural look about uh, gold courses now. And I think maybe the old guard have for that. But I think the new youngsters yeah. coming through. Are going to have a better expectations. They'll yeah, really I think enjoy they'll, they'll
0: enjoy it because it is. It's it's there's 18 great golf holes on the course, and they all play very differently from first thing in the morning to last thing at night. And yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a it's a great challenge. It's a great challenge. I suppose what we can add to that is uh, I'll
2: change the holes in the last open. so if we want to be nasty, we could be nasty and take yeah. them in pit. Up in little horrible spots where you can't get to, um, and to be fair to the R&A when they do that as well, they um, they kind of got a score in your mind where you could sort of try and let you go for it. You hit it in the right spot, you should be rewarded.
0: Mm-hmm. So they want you place in the right place, mm. which really helps. Them. Yeah. I think strategy, yeah, strategy does help. I mean, the, the, the further you go down off the T, the majority of the fairways narrow, narrow in, fall off. So yeah, strategy off the T is key. Yeah. like you, haven't I? Or like <laughs> myself, or Mr. Smith <laughs> or Mr. Mickelson, yeah, so that, or any of them, yeah.
1: Super, absolutely brilliant. Paul, were you tempted to look at the length of the golf course just considering about some of the length some of the players are hitting the golf ball now? Or did that never cross your mind in terms of it's a natural defence? People have got to play it with strategy.
2: Yeah, uh, do you know what? Uh, like you said earlier, when we walk around with the name, do the course walks and we haven't really gone down that road at all. Uh, I think, like you said earlier, with the wind is the defence. Um, at one time, we were just trying to get all the carries uh, 200 yards off the tee. You had to, you couldn't have fairways more than 200 yards, probably mm. seven, to twenty-five. But now, uh, you know, that's a different world now. So they hit it a lot further. But it, it, we haven't. Yeah, who knows? It, maybe this will be the defining moment. How they get on this time round, as uh, to what the real difference is in length from before. I mean, what a win five under, which is a mm-hmm. good score. That's a sort full of winning score. I mm-hmm. I like. Yeah. Um. I really do think it's the wins that now. But if you hit it straight, you should be all right. So it, I think we're always looking to make changes if we have to, but mm-hmm. we didn't feel like we have to do it just yet. Yeah. But hopefully we don't have to. But the way things are going, yeah, who knows for the future? You might have to.
1: Mhm, and and just during during the week, will you have any opportunity to kind of play? Because I know the professional at Royal Port Rush was a uh, a supporting act in terms. Yeah, of I
0: think uh, it's an odd, odd number at the weekend. Um, uh, someone from the the up will be nominated, and I, I will probably be nominee. Uh, so yeah, so we'll. Uh, we'll hopefully uh, be ready we'll have a busy a very busy week but uh it'll be one of these opportunities that one's a uh, yeah uh, a great life uh opportunity where you know growing up you always uh, want to play an open Championship, another. but yeah we'll we'll be ready to to mark someone's someone's card if if needed
1: how do you prepare Justin for that kind of mindset? Because that must be like you oh, see, with yes, a big smile on your face. Don't think
0: about it and be absolutely <laughs> petrified. And, I'll watch it. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Make sure you have a very, very good I'll catch.
2: Watch that first thing, yeah, yes.
0: Very good caddy. Uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, it, it, it's it's something, yeah. Um, at that level, I mean, I I play the golf course most days um, with uh, with members uh, and others. Uh, but I think uh, on Open Championship weekend, it's just it's a, a different entity. Uh, Altogether, together so yeah it'll be it might be all right it might be nice have <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> be time behind closed doors <laughs> but yeah no we, we want it we want it these uh great, yeah an opportunity that uh when presented we'll uh we'll, we'll be there to, to do
1: super do, do you do you both kind of visit other open venues to get thoughts and viewpoints especially places like port rush and to prepare for, for this year's open St.
0: Paul's, yeah,
2: Paul yeah. Um uh, I've been to all of them, yeah. Uh, so it's uh, very important to visit all the golf courses. Um, I tend to try and go to all the Opens just for a day or two, generally on the practice rounds, just to see what we're up to. Um, we've got a bit of a, a thing with R and A now, where the head from, has got the Open coming up, tends to. Uh, sitting with the head of that course uh during one of the days just to discuss everything that's going on just so you feel part of it and um, one thing i could say is uh experience counts for everything mm-hmm. um and the last opening was my first one i think we got through it but it certainly helped knowing what to expect and uh, another thing we do as well is we tend to this year is completely different just because of what's gone on. But normally each course uh, that hosts the Open tends to send one of their staff uh, members to another course for the week. So they gain experience of seeing what everyone else is doing. Mainly the standards of what you're expected to do as well, just to get a feel for it. And then it's good for them to come back and tell us how it was and the rest of it. But I'm good friends with most of the Open Road. Um, headquarters managers now so we're always in contact and we do have a few seminars every now and again when we all meet up and uh, we tend to have a little chat with the guy I had it the year before uh, just to ask him questions see how we what was good what was bad what we could improve on uh, so it definitely helps mm. and without down doubt it's good to visit i don't just visit them calls; i visit as many courses i can
1: actually
0: mm. uh, just yeah, helps. yeah I think it as well from uh, my side. Uh, I spoke with Gary McNeil at Port Rush on numerous occasions. Brian uh, at uh, Burdale who's now retired just regarding uh, merchandise and retailing and uh, we've all got different different businesses you know, our models are, are different from one another, but uh, we, we are open championship venues. So uh, yeah, thanks for myself. As well, it's important that we know what uh, what other people have done previously, and if we can just gain a little bit of uh, knowledge from them or take something away that helps us, then then we can and we will.
1: Yeah, and we, and we touched upon it before about the pandemic. I know it's a very long story, but how did it affect proceedings last year with everything that went on?
0: I think I'll pass to Paul. I mean, it's mm-hmm. from. A golf course point of view it has it's been I looking from at the club looking in it's, it's to me it's been quite a, a difficult year and a bit
2: well I mean that's a question everyone asks me and uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's, do you know what I always say the same thing I think it's I'm still struggling from the in so we were up against the clock in a way of trying to get uh, the course prepared to the way you wanted to so it was like it was all hands to the pump just trying to get everything through like the open wasn't even in my mind it was right uh, we gotta get the course going there's only five of us in we're all furlough virus going we're gonna be healthy we live next door to each other Separate, we weren't seeing each other, we weren't seeing each other.
0: No, no we're in the same <laughs>
2: bubble. Yeah, I know. We've been in that bubble No, we've been healthy. So, he was more of the healthy one day. I wanted to make sure my staff are healthy. Um, then, to be fair to the RNA, they announced it quite quickly that we were going to host it like this year, obviously. There was rumors about it being September and things like that. So, that would have been a worry actually, and a bit of a challenge. Um, but as soon as we got back into the uh, swing of things and everything was open again, I had everyone back at work. Then, of course, we went into the last lockdown, but fair play to the club. We kept all the staff on. And uh, this winter, we've just been full on uh, doing as much work as we can. No golfers. We, we sort of made giant strides forward with certain things we wanted to do. Gave, the course, a little bit of a rest as well. Uh, so from that extra year it was fantastic but as you say leading up to it last year not knowing I think when you're watching the news and everything was going on Mm. it was kind of like secondary wasn't it so it's a a hard question to answer in that sort of scene that I really wasn't focused on the Open but when you work here uh, that's what we're always focused on is the Open the amateur or something so if we hadn't had the Drown 2018 I don't think it would have been such a uh, a big deal as such but that extra year has just let me get things back to the way they, they were pre-drowned so it definitely helps in hindsight but the negatives are bunkers are getting a little bit older um, it's taking a little bit more work to get them up to, to the way they were because they're at the end of their five year cycle so this winter we'd probably built uh, a few more so they're going to have to hang on for this year so, yeah, they're, they're the little things. But greenkeeping, uh, we're just obsessed about the weather every day, one day at a time. So probably that's probably the best thing uh, to yeah. think.
1: With the kind of expanding probably responsibilities for the week more than anything, I imagine for both of you, how do you organise your teams during the week? Do you take any more staff on? Have you taken any more staff on? Do you bring staff in from other golf clubs? How does that work?
0: Well, in fact, yeah, uh, myself, I need uh, be taking on a couple of more um, uh, chaps uh, in the shop. So we'll be doing um, a little split shift system, um, AM, PM shift. Um, it's, a, it's a long week, well, Paul, otherwise, it's ex- exceptionally long, and shop-wise it's long. But I think there it gives everyone a, a little bit of... Uh, short work a little bit of time to watch a little bit of golf but it's yeah it's actually quite on. and for myself i'll be in there for the whole week but more of a a floating position i'm just overseeing both my teams per day seeing what they're doing other things but making sure that i'm there visible to to members and and their guests so uh, yeah we've just added a couple but i think paul's added uh, quite a few more, which, uh, <laughs> well, which, which is needed, uh, which is needed. But again, a
2: difficult question to answer just yet, because mm. um, uh, so many different scenarios as to what sort of open we're going to have, is we're going to have spectators or the rest of it. So I've got, uh, I've got 20 local volunteers that will come help, so I'll have a team of uh, up to 35, so I've got 15 as it is. I've got another 10 as well that are secondary team that are coming from different gold courses. Now, well, we'll hear the news as soon as we get yeah. out today, yeah. but um, if we weren't allowed to travel or mix households and things like that, then that secondary team won't be able to come because of, you know, sharing households. Things have moved on a little bit, but I've had to plan for all that. And 20 that are coming off in East Kent. Um, so they, they've got to come on the day and then they do their job and then they go home. Whereas normally you'd stay on site, everyone would be on site, no one would go home. We'd have bunker bins for all of us, and it's like you're camping on site. It's a four o'clock start in the morning. Do you know what? You don't finish till 10 at night. Um, so it'd be a good question to ask me after the open as to how we've gone with it. But we've got, we could have 48 in total, but it could be down to 35 uh so it, it, it's quite difficult to plan it's definitely been unusual And like i said earlier normally we'd have nine other guys from the other other courses coming as well they're not coming this year uh with the travel restrictions and where you're going to stay and accommodation it's been too awkward mm-hmm. so this is really uh, a one-off well we hope it's a one-off mm-hmm. um so it's, it's taken a lot more planning uh and trying to get everyone together. It's been quite good that the local golf courses have allowed us to have one or two of their mm-hmm. staff to come and help out. You know, little courses, um, so-called cool. little courses, we've got people from Stanley, St. Sane Guston, Warwick Kings down, Othrockshire of Hills. Yeah. I, think that, yeah, I think that's
0: the, the, big, the big thing with the Open Championship, coming to, to Kent, it puts Kent on the map. It's the Southeast um, golf on the map uh, and everyone Wants to make sure it's the the best open that we can that we can provide and hence for the good relationships between between all the clubs. Yeah,
1: yeah. As you said, there it's putting Kent in the shop window, isn't it, for the rest of the year and hopefully many years to come in terms of visiting tourism and that type of thing as well. Uh,
0: no, it is. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's 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 very big for for Kent for sandwich. Uh, and really, golf in the southeast. As uh, Saint George's is the, the only, well, the only venue in the south. Uh, the nearest one you have to go up the, into the Liverpool area, and up into Scotland, and over to to Port Rush So yeah, so we're we are the, the, the one in the in the southeast. So for golf in southeast, it's it's a great um, window of opportunity. So we'll, we'll see how it how it goes.
1: Yeah. You spoke about it a little bit there, Paul, about the kind of, the, the hours and everything that involved, the 4am to the 10pm. I imagine it's similar for, you, for yourself, just You might have a little bit more of a lie-in. Um, uh, not yeah, much, not much more. Four 30.
0: Let's say 4.30. I'll start at 4.30. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> You're knocking my door.
1: Yeah. <laughs> with, with that okay. in mind, how would you both kind of Keep your energy. Keep—is it just the kind of Christmas morning mentality of the constant excitement and yeah, the of the boys of the Open week?
0: Pure excitement. and I think for Paul, adrenaline going, and but it is, the excitement of well, hosting the, the the Open, the, well, the biggest and the mass we'll, major. We'll find out because we'll I'm grumpy when I don't get my <laughs> <in our> sleep. <seat. laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we'll <laughs> uh, 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 it's the same for all the guys. You know what? The, the guys are doing all the hand walking, and all the rest of it. Um, I'm relying on all them. Uh, Normally, it's the adrenaline, uh, the enjoyment of it, uh, just keeps you going. Hopefully, yeah,
1: yeah. And just kind of thinking about players and thinking about golfers who we may be going to perform really well this year. Does there anybody stand out from the current crop of players who you think? They've got the game for Saint George's. They're going to play really well that week.
0: Yeah, I th- yeah, I think. I would like to see uh, maybe a, a domestic player winning. I think uh, we touched on, Fitzpatrick. Um, uh, he would be a good, a good, uh, a good choice as a the champion golfer. Um, Tommy Fleetwoods would be a good, another good one. First, he could get his first. Major win at Ralph and George's being the most English of all of the venues, uh, that would be very good. So Shane Lowry's on a little bit of form, he can do retain quite nicely. Chips, yeah, answer the question, she's chi- chi- gonna win chips and <laughs> 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 very well. <laughs> <resting> to win? Um, I I'm going to say Fitzpatrick. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to go for Spieth.
0: Well, that's my domestic bat I, yeah. I think Spieth is quite would be quite good because you because
2: you can hit anywhere. You can you hopefully you, keep on landing. Yeah, I think yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, can't hit it too far well, off. But around. again, he chips and pots. Well, but looking back in 2011, you had Dustin Johnson second, Mickelson second, so they're on a little bit of form. But I, I hope maybe one of the, the youngsters coming through for their first first major would be, I think, would be very good. Do
1: you think experience? So I'm going is, Patrick, that's good. Do you think experience is going to count as well, Jans? You talked about Darren back in 20, 2011. Do you think that's going to be a, a real? Difference
0: this year, something yeah, like a yeah, I think weird, I think, in Westwood? I think the, the weather like, the weekend maybe played into Clark's hands where the Saturday and Sunday there was a, a foul of wind, wind and rain, so a very good typical Irish mm-hmm. day, and it, it was horrific. But he controlled his ball flight beautifully, um, oh, yeah. and, he, and he had a, a bit of luck, where it, <laughs> which you do need, where he, he hit a couple of shots that bounced over. Bunkers at nine and fifteen. Uh, that if you landed in, may have done whatever. But yeah, I think you need a bit of luck, control the ball, flight precision.
2: Well,
0: oh, Clark. you so need experience? Well, Banker said no experience. Banker so yeah. didn't. Uh, you could say Danny Clark had experience as a t- tour player. He was true and he was leading or last year, he had a little bit of experience being in the final group. And I think on that, on the Sunday, he'll got a very good putt on number one for par that just, I think, just set him off. But experience, need a little bit of experience, but I think you need more experience on the golf course. So, his Patrick's played there last year the year yeah. before, so I'm going, if you have more, more practice runs, more prep, you'll be in, stand you in good stats.
1: That's very good. Very good advice there. Inside story, I like that. Paul, can you see... Bryson standing on any tee boxes and taking any unusual lines because we know he's done it in previous majors. Yeah, well, <laughs> well <laughs> I shouldn't say
2: um, he's. Uh, I think he's going to really struggle around there, but I do think he's going to try and drive five greens. I've looked wow. at them greens, and sort of seen where he could where he could go, and you know what. Well, if he, if he doesn't get it right, he's going to be in awkward places. And uh, I can't see him. I just can't see him doing it. I, I I'm, If he makes the car, I'm just think he's done well. Uh, just, I think it's too awkward for him. Yeah. Uh, that's all. And I think if he goes for the greens, if he gets on great, he can get a few birdies. But when he misses them, downhill lies out or rough. Something he ain't going to do it. Uh, he can prove us all I like him. I think he's
0: great. I think it's good. Very, very, very good. Entertain, entertainment. Very good entertainment. But I can, can't quite see him pulling it off. But we'll I'll enjoy do. watching, it. We'll enjoy watching you. it. Are we doing anything to stop Bryson that? No. no. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll just turn we'll, we'll the wind machine up. That's it
1: yeah <laughs> and just kind of making a sideline here in terms of your sustainability efforts and everything you're doing with with the nature at the golf course how did that come about and you talked about it paul a little bit about going back to nature and going back to the roots of the golf course is that how it came about
2: yeah uh yeah so when i first took over um we we're a triple si site and we were unfavorable um and i got to work with uh, a few interesting people um phil williams from natural england and a guy called graham l dr graham l who worked for us here at the golf club for a little while as well and he did a, a survey on the sandwich bay and he just meant i got to know him a little bit more and all the work he was doing and i kind of got to know a bit of nature more myself and do all the wildflowers uh, different areas, the sedges and all the rest of it. So I kind of dwelled into their little brains of uh, eco warrior whatever, all that sort of stuff. And uh, I kind of found myself getting quite into it. Uh, and then when I realised, you know what, we're unfavourable on a golf course, it doesn't sit well for us. So um, we've, we've done all sorts of uh, trials on what was the best way to go back to nature, such so we did a lot of burning, we proved that burning works, Uh, helps with all the marum to come back in, we've got loads of orchids, lizard orchids, green-winged orchids, so that all that burning fried uh, all all the wildflowers and everything, we do cut and collect, we don't put the nutrients back in the soil, Um, and with a little bit of their help, and I just sort of learned a bit more as well, uh, we ended up getting recovering favourable, and then last year we became favourable. Uh, and I think it's the first time in our history that we've been favourable. Now, as you all know, gold courses can have uh, bad publicity from uh, too much water, too much fungicides, too much uh, nitrogen, all the rest of it. And uh, it's quite a bad image, and it's a wrong stereotype of gold courses now. From all the head greenkeepers I know and golf clubs I know, and I do play a bit of golf as well, I'll get to see these other guys. They're all doing so much work to, to bring nature back to the golf courses. And uh, while we've locked down, everyone's gone walking, and I think everyone realises a golf course is a haven now for, for nature and the wildlife. And I think as custodians of the golf course, uh, we should be looking after everything. And uh, I'll take great pride in that we're managing to hold an open we still we are favourable in our Triple S. say, as we take it very seriously. And uh, yeah, that's one of the biggest achievements I can say and a big achievement mm, for the yeah, golf club. Yeah. And I've been lucky that they've supported me. They've decided they want to go down that road. Um, our chairman of Greens and secretary, they've all been into it. And it. You need everyone to buy into it. But if we can do it, do you know what? all golf courses can do it. So it's a great, uh, not saying we're a role model, but maybe we are in a way that we can all do our bit and, uh, and we, we're trying to do ours here.
1: Yeah, absolutely amazing. For both of you, what, what happens when the show leaves town? What's the kind of aftercare and, and how does it work? I, I imagine you both take a little bit of a break because of uh, the time. We,
0: yeah, we, we would like to, but I think yeah. straight after the, the championship week, is, um, the, the week after is quite, um, quite full on with, uh, with members playing, with visitor playing, with just we're all wanting to to play on the on the links uh, after the week of the Open. Ah, we've, so we've got the club championship uh, on the Saturday straight after the Open, so okay. the first of our club uh, competitions uh, will be still so with Grand so the club championship, which is thirty six holes uh, of the club tees, one day, so. So a very good task so yeah uh, and then we go into members month in september visitors october visitors that's so what you're
2: saying you know I we're not alone no <laughs> nothing, nothing,
0: got nothing scheduled until october <laughs> you
2: know,
0: nothing, nothing scheduled I'm
2: taking monday off the others don't know that yet but yeah. we've got to work monday tuesday yeah. full on but i'm not
0: uh so yeah i could do have a nice holiday. But, so, yeah no, for, for myself it's uh yeah no, nothing nothing yet until until october until october <laughs> so it's yes yeah, so it, business is normal but yeah the week two Every weeks out open all over uh, is um <laughs> is, is busy it's very very full on for everyone again on and off of course as well on and off
1: well just to, to end here gents what's the biggest takeaway that you're gonna want to achieve from the week if it's what does success look like? What's your biggest takeaway from, from the Open Championship? What do you want to get out of the week?
2: What you me? Um, for me, I want the players to come here and enjoy the golf course. Um, yeah, I, I want them to come here and, and feel like they've enjoyed being here and they're trying to win something. they to enjoy course. I mean, I was at Paul Rush in 19 and everyone did enjoy that. I loved it. That's a great golf course as well. Um, but everyone has been coming here lately uh, has really enjoyed it. So I want spectators to come here, enjoy it. Uh, I want them to see what what we're offering and what we've done. And I'm hoping they think it has changed a bit from the last time it was mm-hmm. here and the changes are a bit better. Uh, so for me, it's more their enjoyment. Uh, after that, my star, I want my guys to enjoy it as well. I want them to have a good experience. Uh, it is hard work for them, but hopefully they can enjoy the whole buzz of it all. Uh, with the spectators, I mean, hopefully we, we will have some spectators, I'm sure, and we don't know what number, but that makes it that little bit more special, isn't it? So we hope we get that feeling as well. So for everyone, these sort of memories and occasions you keep forever and for the team we may move on in time to come but we're always going to have this memory. Uh, for myself it's almost a culmination of everything we've done in the past few years and uh, it's been like a bit of a, a bit of a film a Hugh Grant wrong oh
0: my <laughs>
2: it's like we were there we nearly got it we nearly, nearly, we nearly got there it when and drought comes along it's a bad with the boyfriend comes along <laughs> and steals a girl, and then we're coming to the end. And jump in the car and, and yeah, to well, drive hopefully. into the sunset. Yeah, so <laughs> hopefully that bit comes together. Um, do you know what? The weird thing is, we always try and improve the golf course. So even though uh, I hope it's looking good, I'm still stuff I want to do to improve on it afterwards as well. So hopefully people don't notice anything that is untoward. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's. Uh, in, especially with what we've been through with the pandemic and everything. Joe, we should just be pleased that we're having a tournament. There's people coming to watch. People can play. Someone's going to win a million quid.
0: Well, it, someone's some, going to be a champion yeah. golfer. I, I think that's the case, is having players, the spectators, whoever, everyone <laughs> just enjoying the spectacle of the event. Uh, and I think that's the especially in the year and a half that's in the whole country, the whole world has had. I think that's the, the difficult factor. And and I think for players to enjoy the course, but to give it its just deserves of how good a golf course it is. Mm-hmm. And you need you will hit every shot in the bag uh, for that week. And for myself, for my um, the, the team in the pro shop, it's, it's, it's seeing the, the top players in the world close up and see if you can engage... Get a little bit of insight on how they how they prep for the event, how they practice, how they play, and just take take something away that you can use uh, further down in in your career.
1: Absolutely fascinating, both of you. Thank you so much for your time this evening. I really appreciate it. Imagine how busy you are. And on the behalf of the PJ, I want to wish you all the very best for the for the championship week and beyond. You've got an amazing product. I know it's going to be showcased to the world, and, and we wish you all the very best.
0: So sure, much, thank man. you, gathers Cheers. Thank you.
1: No worries at all. Thank you, everybody, out there for watching, for listening, and we'll see you again soon.
0: Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe on your preferred
1: platform so that you never miss an episode. If you have any suggestions for improvements, topics, or guests, please email pgalive at pga.org.uk.